Hello, and welcome to episode 241 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Henny, I have a very important question to ask you. Okay. Everyone already knows that you love your Dyson. I love my Dyson. It was, an it was a real challenge to get it, but I love it. Yes. Okay. Now, have you taken all of the pieces apart to really clean it? Okay. Everyone, I can see but I look on her face. It's a hard no. Okay. So here's what I have done. Here's what I have done. Don't. I have taken the, like the filter at the top that you're yeah. supposed to like rinse yeah. and then let it sit for 24 hours. Like I yeah. have cleaned that regularly. Okay. I also, the, the tub part, like yes. the plastic tub yeah. part, I yeah. have also taken that apart and wiped it out to like clean it. Okay. Yeah. However, the bottom piece, I yeah. reg- I recently oh. saw on Instagram, I saw someone take the whole thing apart and I, and I didn't even know you could do that. And so I have not done that, but I know about it. And I was like, this is the, this is the next thing for me. Okay. So this is what I've, this is why I'm asking this because I'm wondering if we both saw the same Instagram. I'm sure we did. Post. I'm sure we did. I'm sure this we is, did. It was cleaning with Danielle is the person. And okay. she shows a whole thing about taking the filter off. She's doing the whole thing, taking it everything off. And I had, well, first of all, I've never taken the whole um, cup, the dirt cup or yeah. off machine. I didn't know it came right off. Oh. Like you can take it right apart from that. Yeah. So your whole hand can go in and all that. Yeah. I did not know but she also she's the one that does the whole thing on the bottom and whatever and so yesterday we did it and I feel like I need to ask Miss Henny if she has done all of that so the the upper part I have the bottom part I haven't because I didn't realize you could until just this week when I saw this Instagram reel and (laughs) and so although I have not done it yet you you know I will be I, I yesterday doing it it was like Oh my goodness, there's so much pleasure on that because I could see in the cup, I could see like a heart and it gets hard, like some of the dirt, whether it's, I don't know, but it's something I probably cause it's moist here too, but it was like hardened on in there, mm. but now it's all clean and it's drying right now. Very satisfying. Yeah. There are certain things about cleaning that are very satisfying that way. Like, like that is satisfying. You know what else is like when you pull the lint trap out of the dryer and you like, and when the lint, like when you like yes. heal it all, like that is a real satisfying experience for me too. <laughs> People I, are like, you're gross, but like yeah. for real. So I also once saw on wa- on some washing machines, there's also a little door in the front on the bottom that when that oh. comes off, there's a bunch of shit in there, but that the whole, yeah. if you take the whole front off your machine, that's you find all of the missing socks, like all kinds of shits inside yeah. of those. I saw yeah. people doing that. It's like that. I had no idea. I didn't even know. To, oh, there's a little water hose actually on some machines through there. Okay. I didn't even notice that it's on machines. Like so bizarre. Yeah. So bizarre. So recently at my mom's. And you, okay, you also have one of these. So you have a big Brita in your fridge. I do. So we're at my mom's, uh, Graham Alexandra and I were having lunch. So the water jug is on the table. And then I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's black around the edge. Oh. 
I lift it off and I'm like, mom, that's mold. It is not. I said, it is black mold. So even because the thing is, is that a lot of people don't, you never, every time you fill it, you don't clean it. No, not every time. But you have to at some point. Yeah. Every time, every time I change the filter, I clean it. Yeah. And that's the thing is that I don't think that, I mean, if you're my husband, you have a notification in your phone for every month to clean every filter in the house as, or right. as per necessary, like the coffee filter. We've, um, there's a little filter inside of a coffee machine mm-hmm. that needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. And so it's on his thing and it'll come up and he does it. This is a Saturday morning job for Phil walking right. around, taking the air conditioning filter out, the air cleaner filter out and the, you know, all of these things to do. But I would say that, you know, the majority of the population doesn't do that. Now with all of, right. with all the timers, that you have, do you have those type of timers in your phone? 100%. Okay. Tell me, let's, everyone wants to know what are some of those things? Like what off the top of your head, what would something be that you change or clean? Um, so my, my Brita is one. So I have a a reminder to change the filter in the Brita. And when I change the filter, I change, I wash the whole thing. That's one. The, my, my furnace filter. Yes. Is is one that's new for me because, since yeah. I moved yeah. because I didn't have to do that before when I lived in a building. Um, I mean, I also have a reminder. An, I get a notification every Wednesday night to put my garbage out, garbage and recycle organics. Okay. Because also living in a building, I didn't have to do that. So that's new yeah. for me. What else is on okay. there? What, so what about your car or does the dealership remind you when it needs... Yeah, so, the, I mean, I get the, the dealership puts the little sticker yeah. in the window that says when you get to yeah. this kilometers, you need to yeah. call again. So that's what I do for can that. You, okay, can you, look, I see your sticker because right now Henny's recording in her car because this is yeah. how dedicated she is. <laughs> um, does it say that or six months? Does it have both on there? Kilometers it's, slash and then time? Yeah, it says, yeah, it says either by this date or by this kilometers. Yes, because that's a, that's that's a, something that people don't realize is they uh, think that if I don't drive 5,000 or 6,000 or then I don't need to get my car serviced. But the thing is, is that engine oil breaks down. So I actually so thought to myself, to. I actually thought yeah. to myself, Sandy, um, because now I've moved and yeah. now I work. Don't drive as- yeah. I don't, I don't drive nearly as much as I was yeah. driving like ever before in my life. Like, like the, the last time I dry, I drove this little was when we were in the height of the pandemic and no one was going anywhere, you know, like, like I really, I really am not doing that much driving because I work only like a 12 minute drive away from where I live now. And so I just like drive to work, drive back and it's super, super quick. It's no yeah. highway driving and then like drive to the grocery store back, you know, like, um, yeah. it's, it's really, it's remarkable how much less driving I'm doing. And, and so I actually, the last time I went and got my car service and then they put the sticker up there, I actually thought to myself, I wonder if this will be the first time ever that mm. I'm going to bring my car in to be serviced according to the date as opposed to the kilometers. Now, ah. I actually think that will be true. I think I still will hit the kilometer mark before the okay. date, but I, I did think to myself like, 
I wonder if this is the time. Yeah, but here's the thing, Henny, because I that doesn't really, let's think about that. Before you could have, like the kilometer, you're gonna, you can't, it has to be the same. It has to be, it has to be different still. Because you were driving so far before that you would get an oil change before six months. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Now, but now you probably won't need one for six months. Well, you but that's what I'm saying. Like, like I, I wonder if it will be the, the date that brings me into the dealership before the kilometer. I, I, I probably will. The only, what, the only reason that it might not is because I have had, like, a couple of like longer drives like like weekend trips or yeah. things that are that although like it that that I'm still putting miles on my like I'm still putting kilometers on my car is what I'm saying yeah. even yeah. though day to day I'm not driving that much but but I don't know maybe yeah maybe yeah. and it's because my mom who got a new car in uh May mm-hmm. when I, I said to her you're going to need a November and she's like no I haven't gone the kilometers and and uh, the other uh, person who was doing it said it doesn't matter and I said mom if we went by kilometers you wouldn't get an oil change ever yeah. for four years yeah yeah and yeah. it's also you don't drive your car much so it also it breaks down it's sitting there and then it and then as stuff settles then when you drive it it's running all of that crap through your engine it's such a small cost investment in like the the it, having your car function and run it's like well okay so you think well my teeth don't look that bad so I'm not going to get them cleaned for a year instead of six months it's basically the same kind of concept you know like you do it to catch anything to you know keep your teeth so that you don't get plaque buildup and you know um, cavities and all this kind of stuff it's the same kind of thing right Um, but Anyways, I was just reminded because my mother's made an appointment for November, like next week for December to go and have it done, even though she's probably, I'm, I'm going to guess she's driven since May, 800 kilometers. I'd be surprised if she's done that. Wow. 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 Yeah. But, but you still need, you still need, you still need it. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. Anyways, that was a rabbit hole. (laughs) <laughs> funny well i was gonna go somewhere else after the cleaning escapade because this is okay this is a story that i've been hanging on to oh, okay a week and a half and yeah. i haven't told you because i it needed to be a podcast story so okay. people who've been listening to the podcast for a while will remember this story and sandy you will definitely remember this story it was the story of the mysterious like filth on my bathroom towel yes right that that i that i kept noticing that my that my bath towel hanging on my hanger Uh would have this like these weird streaks of black and brown and i was like what is happening and then i finally clued in that like when Mark was coming home from work and then his hands are like greasy and filthy because because of the kind of work that he does that he was washing his hands and then instead of using the hand towel he was turning around and using my bath towel yeah he also yeah. I will remind the listeners was not using his own bath towel like why yeah. he needed to use mine <laughs> I'm not sure but anyway so so that hasn't happened in a while, actually, because 
my in my new in my new house we have a powder room like just inside the front door and so he usually washes his hands in the powder room right now as opposed to the way that the like the way that the condo was set up yeah um, where he would use the like the 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 principal bathroom so now he, he regularly uses the the powder room to wash his hands which only has a hand towel so then yeah. he uses the hand towel but the other day <laughs> i went upstairs and i was like that little sucker like he because sometimes he'll he'll like make a beeline upstairs when he comes home instead of going into the powder room and so the other day i noticed like the 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 dirt on the on on my bath towel again and I was like he got to me but that's not what I'm telling you so here's what happened about a week and a half ago or so I go into the bathroom and I you know how sometimes you catch something out of the corner of your eye but then you're not yeah. sure if you really saw something or not and so I just thought that I saw something like shiny on the hand towel yeah. in the bathroom. But like, yeah. I didn't really, like I just sort of at a, like had a moment that I thought, ooh, there's something weird. Like there's something weird on the towel. What's going on? And then, but then I like, you know, whatever, brushed my teeth or used the bathroom or whatever I was doing and kind of forgot about it and moved on with my life. And then later that day, or maybe the next day, I went back into the bathroom and I took the hand towel off the hook and like used it for something. Uh, like maybe I was like drying off the counter or something. And then when I hung it back up on the hook, I'd flipped it around and I'd hung it back the other way. Sandy, there was bright blue toothpaste all over the towel. What? And by all over, I mean like there was maybe a <laughs> centimeter stretch that had bright blue toothpaste on. But like bright blue toothpaste on this towel. Why though? I don't know. And like, I'm not talking about, it's not like, you know, like you've brushed your teeth and your mouth yeah. is like foamy toothpaste. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you wiped that accidentally on the towel. It wasn't that. It was like the bright blue, like from the tube on the towel. So like, mm -hmm. did you get a little bit of toothpaste on the counter and you use the towel to wipe yeah. like but here's the thing that I know. And so, like, there's only one culprit. And it's not me. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but what I don't understand is, number one, if you did that, and then you saw that there was bright blue toothpaste on the towel, wouldn't you rinse it off? Or put it in the wash? The, or the, put it in the dirty laundry? laundry? And then also, the other part of this that I don't understand is, Mark <laughs> is a really really clean person like and so the fact that he he's not clean with the towels really throws me for a loop because he he likes things to be clean like he he himself is always like very clean and put together he like and he'll like clean things even when like especially in the bathroom like he won't take a shower if the shower like hasn't like like if he feels like it hasn't been cleaned like 
uh, like uh, recently enough he 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 needs to clean it before he'll even use it like like he likes things to be clean and then when it comes to the towels there's shit all over them <laughs> I'm like, i don't get it i don't get it i don't get it it's so strange to me okay but did you ask him yeah i was like so so babe i noticed there's some toothpaste on the towel yeah and he was like oh he's like oh he's like no he's like i don't He's like, sorry, I didn't realize. Did you show him? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well. <laughs> so, like, you're just not oblivious? And, I mean, that could be, like, especially if it's dark. Like, you you know me. I don't like to turn all my lights on. Like, yeah. But, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. Like it just to me, it's just Fire so weird. strange. It's just so <laughs> it's strange. Very strange. Very odd. Very very odd. So I mean, Towelgate over at my place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the good thing about it for me is like it's all harmless and it doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. like it, you throw the towel in the wash and it's done. You know, like it's no big yeah. deal. I just think it's funny. Like yeah. I just. Uh, really i'm really flabbergasted by the whole thing yeah well i mean recently we had someone send us a photo of their dishwasher with the with the knife with the peanut butter and jam all over it which happens at my house all the time but i was surprised that, that <laughs> this person's significant other also i said was that i asked was it like him and she's like obviously it wasn't me <laughs> okay first of all first of all well, I also think that this is this is something. First of all, Henny, if you had that much peanut butter and jam on a knife, wouldn't okay, you lick we, it off? We, we would have licked it off. That's it. Like, and we, I think we've said this on the podcast before. Like, I have never in my life, never in my life, would I put a knife with peanut butter still on the knife into the dishwasher that peanut butter is going to be on the bread it's going to be on like on my finger it's going to be in my mouth like it it is not i'm not mean. i'm not wasted if i'm eating it i'm having every little little ounce of it okay that that to me is just bizarre ridiculous I mean, if I was at my mother's house, she would not, like, that wouldn't even have gone in there because she would have had to pre-clean it before she put it in her dishwasher because right. everything, because your dishwasher smells and it and it gets all clogged up if you have that. It actually doesn't. No, and, but that's and, the and, thought. And then you never clean out your filter anyways because when I go there, you know, every few months, I pull it out and you're disgusted <laughs> in there, even though you pre-wash. But, you know. You never clean that thing. And oh, it's right easy to access. People, people are so funny. People are very funny. People are funny. But the black mold was like a little bit gross. Yeah. Do a deep clean on that. Yeah. But that's okay because then Alexandra's like, but the, the, um, because <laughs> we went for breakfast. Well, the orange juice had expired a month before. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and she goes, it tasted, that's why I didn't finish it. And Graham's like, it tastes fine to me. <laughs> Those are also best before dates. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. They're fluid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it tasted a little, like, you know, yeah. stringent, there was probably a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. And there are certain things that I know that you can get sick from them. And I'm like, yeah, it's not just about that. But it's like, you know, 
it's like milk. Milk is very funny. Like I, as soon as I go, even if the, the best before day hasn't gone, if I put it into my coffee and then I see like a little floater. Okay. And I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The rest of it. Okay. Speaking uh, of things that gross you out, yeah. I received a, a, a small, a small package <laughs> in the mail <laughs> the other day. It was like this little teeny tiny package. Like I'm going to say maybe 15 centimeters by 15 centimeters, like this little tiny package. And so I'm like, open up the package <laughs> and it is an emotional support pickle. <laughs> that Sandy has ordered and, and purchased for me and had sent to me. And it's like this little, it's like a little stuffed animal pickle. Yep. And I mean, it's so interesting that I can love something and hate something so much all at the same time. <laughs> okay. But the funny thing is, is that I think I ordered this on October 25th or 26th. And it was because I was at I was at Brock's house and I opened I, I was looking through Instagram and I saw it and I literally started laughing out loud. Like it hit me so funny. And I was like, oh my God. Well, because for this for I think and Emmeline's like, what I mean, because I said Henny won't even eat something if you had no. she ordered a burger and someone else had a burger and there was a ton of stuff in the bag and everything's wrapped, but she knew that someone had pickle on it. Just the thought that some pickle no vapor might no permeate like her, no. her burger. Like, like no, no. Like the worst, like the worst <laughs> is at Harvey's when they use the same tongs in all the bowls. No. <laughs> You 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 can, you cannot use the tongs to put tomato on my burger if you just use them for pickles for someone else. No 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 no. You cannot do it. Okay. And so then, so it's like this little crocheted stuffed animal pickle, which is disgusting. It's so gross. But he's so cute. But like also cute because it's like a little stuffed animal. Like it it doesn't smell like a pickle. It doesn't feel like a pickle. So I mean that helps. That it helps. Does, kind of look like a pickle but also maybe a, maybe a cucumber which is which I'm okay with but yeah. then it's holding a little sign that says like this I'm your emotional support pickle to remind you that you're a really big dill <laughs> and that part made me really laugh <laughs> and that's not even the right sign that I've ordered because when I when I saw it it had a different one on there which oh was no and I can't I'm just looking to see if I can find what it actually said on there but it, it said something different anyways the thing is it's like I've never ordered off of Instagram I specifically looked to see where it was coming from and it said in the U.S. it specifically gave three different delivery like um payment options right and so I picked the middle one you know, because there was like the the cheapest, a medium, and then uh, an expensive one. And I thought, well, I'll just take the middle one because it said it would be there like five to seven days or something. No, but it really meant five weeks, five to seven weeks, because Correct. it took five weeks. And it did not come from the U.S. Baby, the business is registered in the U.S., but this thing came from Guangzhou, China, mm. which I've been to Guangzhou. Yep. And I know there's lots of factories and everything there. That's what they, that's what it, they, they do there. 
and I could track it coming on Air China. It was on the plane. <laughs> this little guy, you know, just he needs he needs some support. I, you need to <laughs> offer him some emotional support for the trip and the trek that he has made to get to you. I mean, that it got to you is a miracle. It really is. <laughs> it did. It did make it. And Henny sends me a photo goes, is this it? <laughs> yes, that is it. Don't you think it's <laughs> funny? <laughs> okay, but no, no, no. But when I sent you the, is this it? It was, I hadn't opened it yet. I didn't know what it was. It was like just this little, it was this little teeny tiny, like, like gray package that I was like, are is this it? Like, is like all of this big deal for like weeks and weeks and weeks? It's this tiny little thing. But then when I opened it and I saw what it was, I mean, then, then it all made sense. Yeah. And, and the kicker is then yesterday, someone that we both know, and uh, Tracy uh, from from WW literally posts that she's making one someone's asked, and I have no idea that she would even knew how to do this and make one. And I've just ordered this thing. <laughs> you could have just had her make it. <laughs> I, said, I, I said I didn't know you had hidden talent. Otherwise, and, I would have I would have ordered one. Send it oh, to me locally. God. So, funny. so, so funny. yeah. So now I have an emotional support pickle. He's he's sitting on my kitchen counter right now uh, to decide how to decide what to do with him. <laughs> oh dear! But if I'm if I'm feeling a little down, remember you're least, a big deal. At least <laughs> you can remember I'm a big deal. <laughs> oh dear! I love it. I love it. All right, let's uh, let's transition into what we actually wanted to talk about today. Okay. <laughs> so, um, a few days ago, you sent me a podcast episode and, and said, like, have you listened to this yet? And I had not listened to it. And so we both said, okay, like, let's, had you already started listening and you knew, like, there was stuff in there that you wanted to talk about? I did, because the title of the podcast wasn't really what I wanted to talk about. I mean, I guess... Right. It is a little like, but I didn't realize it was going to go in the tangent that it did. That it and did, yeah. It did. I had a lot of feelings about it, and I was right, like, right, right. okay, we have to talk I about think this. We need to talk about this. Okay, yeah. great. So, so the pod, so the the episode comes from We Can Do Hard Things, the podcast, which is a podcast we've spoken about on this show many times. And the episode, if you want to check out the specific episode we're talking about, it's it's two hundred and fifty five. That's the number of the episode. So, so if you want to go back and look, uh, that's how you can find it. So, all right, Sandy, take it away. Okay. So, I mean, the episode is like titled like um, Glennon's, I think it's her year in recovery. Yeah, one year, one year of recovery. Right. Um, from anorexia, uh, bulimia, mm -hmm. etc. But as they're having a chat, um, uh, the sis sister, Amanda, they're, they they transition into talking about um, sort of things that you are advertisements that happen in doctors' offices, mm -hmm. and sh and that shouldn't because it's give it's a mixed message. Like the doctor should be doing one thing, but the the messaging that's happening in the waiting room is something else. And they have felt very strongly about these things. So I think it started out because Glennon had said that she had been getting Botox for a long, long time mm -hmm. and had decided that she wasn't going to get Botox anymore. And she goes to her dermatologist or a dermatologist mm -hmm. 
to have these injections done. So then the sister talked about after she had had her last child going for the postnatal um, checkup and mm -hmm. while sitting in the waiting room there were posters or advertisements or some sort of something yeah. up advertising like like body uh, sculpting body thank you body sculpting and so that the sister felt so strongly about it that she actually said something to the doctor yeah. and changed gynecologist obstetricians as a result of it mm -hmm. so let's talk about that first so that in itself that I have a little bit of mixed, mixed feelings about. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, I understand that in the doctor's office, because of you're going, women are going in there for many different reasons. So it's often an obstetrician gynecologist are, they do work like they're, they're doing both. They offer both services. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. you do just go to an obstetrician. Sometimes you do go to someone who's just a gynecologist. Mm -hmm. Two things. If it's an if it's a if it's an obstetrician that you're going to, and then that person is providing follow-up care postnatal, to have that in the office, I do find that to be a little bit much because postnatal first appointment, your body is not recovered at all. Mm -hmm. And so that seems a little odd to put that as an advertisement in there. Mm -hmm. I did feel strongly about the point when she said she ended up having like the diastis uh, recti. Mm -hmm. So her, her uh, abdominal muscles had been pulled and she's found out later that they've never come back together again. And she mm -hmm. was never checked for that. Or if she was, no one said anything, which yeah. made me think about myself now it's been 25 years since my last child, but I know I, I did not even know what that I'd never heard that term right. until I lived in Hong Kong. And I, there was a lot of women who were talking about it. Right. So it could be twofold. It could be that, you know, 13 years ago in Hong Kong, women, I did find that women at that point were older becoming mums for the first time. So maybe it has, it has, there's a relationship between that and how quickly your body uh, rebounds the older you are. Okay. I, I could, that could be completely wrong. And that I was, but I was in my thirties when I had Graham, but, but the, the younger two that no one, no one ever said that to me. So whether right. they did check, I it was on, not on my radar. Yeah. I think those are conversations that women should have because there are women that do have quite a large space, mm. which then, still makes them look like they are carrying like they're still pregnant right because because they because their muscles haven't come back together and their abdomen is basically sticking out in between it right so that's one thing if it's in an if it's in a gynecologist um office and you have that type of advertising i don't think going in there that i see that type of advertising and i think to myself oh i guess i need to have this mm -hmm for any reason. I think sometimes if I'm going to think about having that type of work done or I would rather speak to someone that maybe has a recommendation or can give me some, someone I trust, I guess is what mm. I'm saying, mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. ask for feedback on it. But that is just me. So, so I guess what I like, what are your thoughts on that, on, on having that type of advertising in an office like that? I also... I was surprised when I was listening to the podcast, I was surprised how strongly 
both Glennon and Amanda felt about it. Um, And I think, I don't know. I, here's, here's what I think. I, I think that if I'm, if I'm thinking about having some sort of procedure done that is cosmetic in nature, I'm already thinking about it and considering it before I see an ad for it in a gynecologist's office. You know, like, like I'm not going to the gynecologist and seeing a sign for body sculpting and thinking to myself for the first time ever, hmm, body sculpting, I should do that. You know, like, or I might be interested in that. Like, I, I, I'm thinking about that stuff ahead of time. So I think it's not... I think to see something like that in a doctor's office is not going to convince me or influence me to do something or to ask for a procedure that I, that I wasn't already thinking about. I also think that like you, if I were going to have some sort of procedure done, I would rather be, have it done in a doctor's office than in, you know, some, you know, other venue, I guess. And so, I mean, I, I guess, do is it good for me to know that that option is there? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, whatever. And- I, I find, I find, I find advertising in a doctor's office strange period. Like, and I think for me, maybe that's the bigger thing that I have is if I'm in a doctor's office I'm not here to be sold things. I don't need to be advertised to. If I'm in a doctor's office, what I need is to be given information. And so here's my issue with it is I don't want an ad for body sculpting, not because it's body sculpting, but because it's an ad. I don't want an ad for electrolytes either. You know, like, like I don't want an ad in the doctor's office. What I want is information. I like, why don't you have, if you're at a gynecologist's office, why isn't there a big poster on the wall that says, you know, if you're a woman over 40, have you asked your doctor these questions? If you're a woman in her 20s, have you asked your doctor these questions yeah that's what I need I need to be told these are the things that I need to be thinking about when it comes to my body these are the things that I need to be asking my doctor about this is what I need to be thinking about now hopefully my doctor is going to bring those things to my attention anyway but but we know that that's not the case (laughs) because I immediately it's interesting how like the other things that you have experienced in your life but also the other things that you've heard or read or or learned about influence the way that you think because immediately when they were talking about this on the podcast I was thinking about because of course the issue is that doctors don't necessarily have the time or sometimes the knowledge Uh, or sometimes the experience to like go through all of the things that we need um, Mm -hmm. even though that's really what (laughs) what we need those doctors to be doing and I immediately thought like of people who have overweight and immediately are told well things other things that they're concerned about are brushed off because of the weight that they carry and so immediately I was thinking of like okay, like this is, maybe this is some sort of like little microcosm of that where it's like there's an assumption 
that all women want this or all women have mm. this or you know we're not even going to consider that these things like even with the abdominal we're not even going to consider that this is an issue because really the issue is something else you know like and I immediately thought of like the problem is not the ad in the doctor's office the problem is that we need more time and resources for doctors to spend the time with their patients that that is needed to make sure that the patients are getting the care that they that they deserve yeah now one thing we should we should uh also say is that they they're they're american and so that's a little bit there's a difference there because doctors in canada you they they are limited sometimes on how many billable hours or billable things that they they can do mm -hmm. in a month in a year um etc and and they they don't get to set how much they charge mm -hmm. right they get paid based on yeah. whatever they the province that they're in uh, whatever that pay scale well, is right the other the other thing that i was thinking about too when i was hearing this story is i was wondering if i wonder if the advertising and the level the amount of advertising in a doctor's office would be higher in the states than it would be in canada mm. simply because for many people like from what i understand of the majority of the American healthcare system is that the entire thing is really a business. So yeah. whether whether I am going for a gynecological checkup or body sculpting, I'm paying for the service. Now, yeah. I recognize in Canada we're paying for those services also through Correct. our taxes. Yes. I, I, right. I get that. But yeah. I'm not walking into the office and paying several hundred dollars to have something done. Yeah. Right. Like I, yeah. I'm, I'm not walking into my doctor's office and paying for my pap smear. Yeah. And and so and that was their point is that uh, the, that doctors are are being like uh, there are opportunities for them to make more money. And it's not saying that the doctor is actually doing any of these services that they are, but they may provide they may have the machines there. They may have that. And, the, and then the people there. So mm -hmm. so, I mean, they do benefit in a way from it also so i mean i i i appreciate that the, if we go to a dermatologist so a dermatologist so this this was really like i found myself like you know and i'm like making a face like what because i felt glennon was a very very judgmental because she's made a personal decision not to do botox anymore but now is really upset that her dermatologist she was doing that through her dermatologist's office and that they felt she feels that they weren't super concerned maybe about her skin and all of those like like dermat dermatology thank you help me out here dermal dermal dermatology no but a, a logical i things oh okay right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you got okay. it dermatological <laughs> Thank you. I'm like, that, you, that, that. you put it together. You had you had one <laughs> half and the other half. We just needed to, the you know, like, like like the parts of the abdominal muscle need to yeah. push them back together. <laughs> um, and that she had made this decision. So here's my thing: is that I think all of us, mm. 
do things for certain periods of time and then maybe get to a point when we feel that it's not it's not important to us anymore or it's something that we just don't want to spend money on or it's something that we don't find is necessary mm-hmm. because we've we've changed Mm-hmm. has nothing to do with being upset because something is being offered or other people are doing it because everyone does things for their own reason. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about even myself. I There was a point in my life that I would never leave the house without makeup on. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. I don't care where I was going. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that even up to when I like to run, that I, then that was kind of like the thing and hiking I think probably in Hong Kong is when that switched because it was just too hot and it was ridiculous and whatever mm-hmm. so that got me over that thing of feeling the need to do that but mm-hmm. that need to do that was really masking something else you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. and so but it doesn't ma- mean I find it odd I have seen people running marathons with a full face of makeup mm-hmm. I find that odd a little bit only because that is going to be so uncomfortable to me thinking when you're sweating and things are Mm -hmm. running and and all of these things but it's not like i'm so opposed to it and Mm -hmm. and you know what i mean yeah felt that because she's made this decision that something that she was completely fine with doing for a long time and then when she's made it some point in her life it's a decision now it's terrible to do that why do women have to do that we should just accept Mm -hmm. this blah, blah 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 and i just felt I just felt it was it was a very hard line. Now, further in the podcast, she does sort of wrap it up. I'm not sure that she recognizes that or what, but at the end, I would, would mm-hmm. you agree that she kind of wraps it up? And so I find that odd because there are certain things like I know for there was a period of my life that I was going routinely like every two weeks to get my nails done. I always right. wanted to have my nails done, nails, nails done. Now I get to a point and I'm like, oh, I should probably go. They're a disaster. And I'm like, yeah, I can't be bothered. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'll push off because I don't want to sit there for that long. But that's me, mm-hmm. you know, about dyeing our hair, coloring our hair. The thing is, is that you do these things because they make they I do these things because they are things that I want to do for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing them necessarily now to please other people. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The, the thing that I found interesting about this particular part of of the conversation that they were having because Glennon was talking about like this idea of like that she wanted she wanted to be a person who didn't want to have Botox she she wanted to be a person who didn't want to like do these things to uh you know try to enhance beauty or or whatever like and she used hair dyeing as an example she wants to be a person who doesn't want to do those things but and so she said but she said you know she said but I'm not going to just tell myself that I'm not doing it anymore that I can't do it anymore she said I'm just going to want to not want to do that anymore and as long as I do want to do it I'll keep doing it and then you know when the time comes that I that I really noticed that I actually don't want to anymore, then I'll stop. And so she's reached that moment with, with the Botox. Right. But, but then she said, she's like, but I'm still dying my hair, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, but, she goes, I and, know point coming up. I'm not like going like, so I haven't like, gone crazy or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so I think, I think what's 
interesting is what, what's dangerous about that kind of discussion is what you're saying is that it can come across very like as a very clear and hard line that that is a judgment that if you are the person like it almost sounds like by not by wanting to be a person who doesn't want to do those things she, she's saying I'm going to make myself a better person yeah. You know, like that's what it yeah. sounds. I don't think that's actually what yeah. she means, but, mm -hmm. but it can come across that way. Right. So like, okay, so I'm a person who doesn't want to have Botox and has never had Botox and likely will never have Botox. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you are a person who loves getting Botox, I mean, great. You know, like yeah. it doesn't, I, I don't think one is better or worse than the other. You yeah. know, like, I don't think that I'm a, a, a morally superior person because I've never had Botox. Like, oh, like, please, like, I've done many other things that I'm sure are, are morally questionable, you know? So, like, uh, I don't think that's the thing, you know? And so, but I think what you're saying is actually what she meant, but you're saying it better, is, you know, these things that I do, like dyeing my hair, like getting my nails done. These are things that make me feel better. Like I like them. It makes me feel good. And and so and I think that's what she was trying to get at is because she was saying I think that with certain things that she does and the botox being one, she was doing it not because it made her feel better, but because she felt like other people expected her to do it or other people yes. would treat better if she did it or like or the expectation was like she would be more attractive to other people if she did it. like it was it wasn't about her it was about other people in relation to her yeah you know exactly yeah and the thing is is that i i mean I didn't know that she did Botox. I ha it hadn't even entered my mind when I see a photo of her or whatever that she did, she, she was using. Honestly, it didn't. Right. I think that what may happen is that the longer like she goes without keeping it up, is that her face will change. And I think that's when people make comments like, "Oh, what happened?" Mm -hmm. Oh, you look different mm -hmm. because once you stop doing things and your body just naturally shows it as age as your body has aged, that that's the problem. Like that, or that's, mm -hmm. it's not even a problem. That's, that's where people see the contrast is, is, is mm -hmm. great. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When it happens naturally, it's like, I, I mean, I've talked about this before. It's like, I look at Phil's face. It doesn't look any, it doesn't, I, I can see in photos of us. Yeah, that we both look different, but yeah. to look at him because I see his face every single day, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't. I don't notice things mm -hmm. that have happened, and then you look at a photo, you're like, "Gee, look how gray your hair went from like only from three years ago." Yeah, but it's because it happens slowly, and you see it all the time. It's when you don't see things, and we talked about this when we were talking about um, the book by Justine Bateman is yes. that people remember her at a certain point when she was like a young in her early twenties, late teens doing a sitcom. And then, and then the work that she's done hasn't been necessarily consistently things that people are seeing all the time. And then mm -hmm. when you see somebody, it's like, Whoa, what happened? Well, 40 years have passed or 30 years have passed. What do you think's happened? 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. it shouldn't be a shock, but but people find it to be like you've done something, like you've let yourself go, like mm. you haven't and you really it's just you've just naturally aged. Yeah. The the thing, Henny, that I did, it was interesting because then Abby they they made a um said what happened with Abby is that then Glennon noticed that Abby had some sort of face creams now with her Irish spring, which I felt was very funny. <laughs> it's like saying like, I have like some fancy serums beside my head and shoulders, you know, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. exactly. like I got to treat this sort of situation, but this other thing needs a little bit of pampering here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Um, and then Abby was saying, like, I look at your face and you, you're older than me, but I feel like my face is aging and I need, you're, you're looking young, but I'm looking so old. And, and so now there's like, a, a feel, she feels like a need that she won't be as attractive to her mm. unless she also does something to make herself appear or look younger. Yeah. I... I mean, I, I'm a person that I've done a lot of things I've done. A, I've done, you know, I've had uh, laser hair removal. I've had uh, my eyebrows uh, bla- uh, microbladed. I've had plastic surgery. I've had breast implants. I just had a tummy tuck. And so all of these things, but I do them for me. And I mean, yeah, I, I don't really, if, if you, there are certain people in my life that I do feel it just feels weird to me to share it with that I feel like I might be judged and only because right. their opinion means something to me. Yeah. That I worry about their reaction. Yeah. But when it all comes down to it, I'm only doing it for myself. I'm not yeah. doing it because my husband wants me to or because I feel the necessity to mm-hmm. Sometimes I, I think I'm a little flippant sometimes about things when opportunities are available to me. I take them just because I'm like, oh, because because yeah. I I am an adventurous type person that way. Yeah. I think open to trying things. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll be like, oh, OK. I mean, I, I wonder. I, I think you're right, because I also like so I have done very few things. Yeah. But but. The one thing that I have done for a very long time and see no chance of stopping is dyeing my hair. Yeah. And so I was thinking about that too. I genuinely like the experience. Like I like to, I like that I can change the way that I look very like abruptly and quickly by changing Mm -hmm. the way that my hair looks. I like um, I like that option. I like that it's, uh, I like that it's not important, you know, like I like that it's like something radical that I can do that has zero, uh, like real important impact on like me or my life or the world, you know, like, yeah. like I, I like, I like that I can play around and be creative and try different things. Like, I like I like doing it and I like the way that I like I mean I've had I've dyed my hair a few times that I did not like it and I did not like the way that I looked the way yes. the way that I had the hair but like that's what I had and yeah. you know so you wait for it to grow out and you do it again and you know like but I I just like there's no part of me 
that does it for any other reason other than I just simply like to do it. I think, and I think when, like, for you to say, like, all of these other, like, all of these other procedures or things that you've done, I think genuinely it's the same. Like, it's, it's, I wanted to do it. I like, I like this bit. I, I like this part of it. I wanted to have this experience. I wanted to try this. I, you know, like, I, I think that's, I think that's genuine. Like, I think, but I wonder if we worked in a space where, or we were more, I, I don't want to say like, like I'm thinking like the term that I'm, it is in my head is not the right term, but I'm thinking of like, you know, like when you have a front facing job as opposed yes. to like a behind the scenes job. But yes. what I mean is more a public, like if you're a more a public yes. figure, yeah, I feel like the pressure yeah. to do things to look a certain way would be so much greater. Like for me, for me, the only pressure that I have to look a certain way comes from myself. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. no one in my life is expecting me to look a certain way. Right. I don't have to look a certain way to walk into a classroom. I mean, I teach, I teach eight-year-olds this year. Yeah. I could look like a, like a troll and they wouldn't, yeah. uh, they might care if I looked like a troll, but you know what I mean? Like, like it doesn't matter, right? Like I don't have to look or dress or, or present a certain way for anything or anyone in my life so truly whatever I decide to do whether it's you know dye my hair purple or like get my toenails done you know or or let the like let the girl at the hair cutter uh, or at the, at the yeah. hair cutting salon wax my eyebrows because she felt like she needed to do it you know like yeah. like any of those things like none of that matters like for anyone except me yeah but if I were in a more public role where like where I was on television, where I was like having, you know, my my face put out places, you know, like on billboards or, you know, like if like would I feel exactly the same as I do now? I mean, I I, I want to say that I would. I think the honest answer is to say that I wouldn't. Yeah. I th- and I, I think that slowly those things are changing only because women are being well there's more women in the executive management type roles of of companies and not saying that there aren't some women who still feel that that has to happen you know um who are the decision makers but i also think that we've just come to a point where it's like we have a little bit more say in what happens you know um and that we get to to decide that. And I think that for every, every woman, man, and, and honey, I think with men who are front facing, it's also a concern for them too. Uh, I just, I just think that sometimes for men at the upkeep of certain things is not, there's not as many levels to it mm-hmm. as there are for women. Well, um, and then I think even to, I think what is maybe even more of a concern or more of an issue not an issue is the wrong word, but more of a concern yeah. than women would be uh, people who are non-binary or yes. full or like trans people. Um, yeah. Like I think that's even an added element of 
Yes. Like needing to do things to present a way yeah. that is going to keep you safe in the world, but also mm-hmm. present a way that matches the way that you feel like that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, an experience that, that I don't personally understand, like that I don't personally experience myself, right. but I recognize is even like way yeah. more heightened than what I experience as a woman. Right. Right. As yeah. a, as a cis woman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But but you're absolutely right. I mean, I think any, I think all people, especially in positions or in spaces where they are public figures, I think uh, there's a real element of pressure to, yeah, pr- present a certain way. Yeah. I'm fortunate I'm fortunate that I do live in a community and work in a profession where the pressure where I don't feel that pressure. I mean I I guess you know sort of to like wrap the everything all up mm-hmm. it, the advertising I agree that there's certain types that shouldn't happen. I want to end with a story, and I know I've said this before. I'm not sure okay. if I've put it on the podcast, but when I was working at the McDonald's in Dundas, the drive-through would go around. It was on Coots. We were on Coots Paradise, and yeah. and it would the drive-through went around. And when you went to go and leave, there was a bus shelter, like an HSR bus stop, in the front. Yeah. And on you know the advertising, they always have posters advertising in there. It was for a pair of jeans, but it had a young girl with like some jeans on because we're talking, this is like before 2000, it was probably 1999 or something or no, no 95 or something like that. Right. And anyway, she had like a tight top on. And so I get this call from a customer who's come through the drive-thru, but as she's waiting for traffic, her son in the back, who's like, she said like two years old, said something about boobies. And so Uh now she thinks that that is inappropriate for a McDonald's restaurant to have advertising boobies thing (laughs) okay and honestly it was a big thing we had to go through head office who had to like contact the hsr to have this i mean it was a big huge it turned into a big thing this 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 ad wasn't even affiliated with mcdonald's like it, it it's the it's the public transit of the city yeah on public it was on like you know on the sidewalk like they, they public they, property yeah, yeah yeah okay but the thing is is that if your kid is saying booby at two they didn't look at it and just come up with that word no like like <laughs> like they've heard the word booby <laughs> before so it was just it was an odd thing but it was about advertising i think you know yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like sometimes <laughs> you look at things and then it's just whatever you know anyway anyway I mean, you 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 get out of things what you put into them i think to a certain extent <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know oh my God. And, it, and it wasn't like it was you know like um it, it was cleavage that's what there was yeah 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 it wasn't it wasn't ridiculous like it wasn't like no. there was like a half no, nipple no. or something we're talking like the 90s there was no nipples anywhere in a public no. space like that oh you know? my goodness so funny <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's hilarious yeah but anyways uh anyways I'm, well, I'm glad that we could chat about it i think that um i mean well i'd love to like hear from from some of the people that we know listen and uh and hear sort of their thoughts on 
advertising? What do they see in their doctor's offices? Yeah. Yeah, what kind of what kind of ads are in your doctor's offices, if any? And do yeah. you think that that's the space for them? And yeah. if that's not the space for them, where, where is? Hurts. Yeah, yeah. I I know the doctor's offices here. The only one I've ever seen advertisements of anything for is when I um, had the thing removed from my breast recently, and it was about women's health. Um, uh, that certain uh, things were available and breast exams and all of that, which is totally 100% appropriate. Well, for... and that's what I feel doctor's offices should be advertising, right? Like, yeah. like you should be advertising what we need to do to keep ourselves healthy and well. Correct. So thank you for the conversation, honey, um, as always. And uh, thank you for, for listening. Everyone who's out there listening, we appreciate it. Um, and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You too. I'll try. Talk later. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye.